It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jazz here. And I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream. And you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a potsformer, one more time! Now, Toycast. Oh, yes. Listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello, and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm, of course, Chief Joe and Mike, and joining me in this episode of Toycast Origins is Mr. Joe Reed. Hello, sir. Hello. You mean we're not talking about a Ninja Turtle comic? No, not this time, no. Wow! <laughs> I'm actually surprised that the IDW comics don't have a full-on toy line from Playmates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I expect th- someday there will be at least some statues based on a couple of the different artists, but uh, yeah, but yeah no toy lines yet. God. You know, they got a toy line for everything else, Turtles. You'd think they'd have one for what is arguably... The best Turtles comic ever. And with some of the most extraordinary and and uh, diverse, is that the right word? Diverse art? Yeah, uh, very, like- very diverse art and very, very, like the writing is solid. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been recording Turtles comics podcast since January of 2014. I will put a link in the show notes so you guys can go over there and listen to all. Oh, there's probably, well, I know there's at least 100 episodes. <laughs> but uh, there's probably more than that. Not exactly sure how many, but yes. But we are here to talk about toys today because Joe is a toy fan and a toy collector. And yeah. oh boy, what is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? Uh, one of the earliest toys that i recall was a mork from orc egg clock radio with i think the the uh, robin williams was inside the egg or like the door opened and it 
was a radio. Um, I apparently really loved the show as a two or three year old. And that was something that I got at some point. Um, and I only have this one memory of it, uh, being in my child, my infant bedroom, sitting on the floor playing with that. And I can feel it in my hands and see it. And I can hear the music playing. I don't remember what it was playing, but uh, that was the only memory I have of it. And then I kind of grew up with my mom talking about that being, oh, you loved that show. You loved uh, Robin Williams and, and Nanu Nanu. And, uh, and I couldn't remember it, never saw it. And then, of course, because the Internet happens, you, you scroll through a Facebook toy group and you're like, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. That's the Mork from Ork egg that I had as a, chi- as a baby. But there's uh, my is, childhood. How much is it going to cost my soul to get it back? <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> that just it it didn't like it doesn't feel indelible uh, as, as like a, it doesn't feel like a hole that I need to fill to find this thing. If I could see one and touch one, that would be enough. Uh, but right now, the picture on the on the Internet is enough. I don't need, I don't I, I don't, don't want to spend any money. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? No, I I was thankfully blessed with the type of mother and father who uh, did not sell my toys off. And uh, so I guess they supported it in that way. And I didn't have the most toys out of my friends. I didn't have the best toys out of my friends. There were toys that I wanted very badly and that I asked for and didn't get. But um, I I did definitely have an ample supply. And when I looked through my collection, you know, whatever, on the shelf that's currently behind me now, um, a lot of them are the toys that I grew up with, uh, damaged and wrecked as they are, or the toys that I bought myself as a, teenager and, and college student so it's it's it, it i never really became a, a toy collector it was much just kind of evolved into that because i had a mom who bought my toys for me when i was a kid and never asked me to throw them away hmm. cool what types of toys were your favorites to play with as a kid uh, I was definitely the action figure variety, and I would have large, elaborate play sessions where the characters would do the voices and they would animate their movements. I was basically kind of living out the cartoon shows with my own stories with the action figures in front of me. Uh, even my stuffed animals had like little, I don't want to call them stage plays, but they were they were episodic adventures that were in my head that I would uh, animate them. Um, I mean, of course, we had uh, special brands and genres that we might end up going into detail with later, but uh, right. definitely action figures were my thing. What were your favorite childhood toys that really stood out more than the others? So basically, this is did the the He-Man stuff stand out more? Did the Transformers stuff? Did the G.I. Joe stuff? Did you play with Star Wars more? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, uh, the As I was growing up, uh, the new things would come out, and we didn't have all of the money in the world, and so I selected 
the thing. And then you go to school with this thing that you selected and it's us versus them. Like I remember in my, one of my elementary schools that I went to, it was the transformer kids played over on this side of the playground and the GI Joe kids played over on that side of the, the playground. And when we got together in the middle of the playground, it was, transformers are better. GI Joe uses guns and they shoot each other. Well, transformers has cars and they race. Um, but I, so you know, I didn't get to pick everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get into He-Man, didn't get into G.I. Joe, but I was definitely a Transformers kid, um, probably through 6th or 7th grade, maybe a little younger than that, too. Um, but the, and, and Ninja Turtles got me big, the the Playmates action figures, mm-hmm. or was it Playmates back then in the yeah. 80s, 90s? Oh, yeah. I f- it's always they, been, I can't it's remember always who been Playmates. Yeah, the, uh, Playmates got bought by somebody. Aren't The new ones aren't Playmates, are they? I think they are. I don't have them sealed in a box over here to check. I thought they got bought. Maybe the the name stayed the same, but uh, Transformers and Ninja Turtles were my were my jam growing up. That was what I focused on. My cousin uh, had the GI Joes, and and on Christmas at my grandma on my dad's side, we'd go over to their house, and he would bring his Christmas haul of the giant spaceship launching thing and the big tanks with the bridges that folded out on all little guys we'd have a war and i'd have no clue how to play with gi joes because i just wasn't into it but it was mm-hmm. cool and i'd be over here with my transformer in the corner clack, 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 clack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the the ninja turtles and that, that that's another that's one of the the things that i have a very very clear memory of um uh, 19 it would have been 88 or 89 Mm-hmm. Uh, we go over to an adult friend of ours, my mom and dad, her boss from work. We go over there to hang out one evening at their house. And on his end table is this little green thing with like a half a dozen weapons stuck into his belt all over, just crammed in. <laughs> and he had this orange thing and a grimace on his face. And I, I played with that thing all night. And it was my first, the first Ninja Turtle that I had ever seen. And I didn't know what it was. But it was a Michelangelo Ninja Turtle. Um, I went home to my house in South Bend, Indiana, and uh, shortly after we moved up here to Grand Rapids, where I'm at now, and it was on television here. It was this cartoon, and that Mm -hmm. was where it all started with that orange Michelangelo first release Playmates Ninja Turtle. Uh, That was my first thing, and that blew open the doors for everything that uh, I have become. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, when Mikey's putting choco puffs on on pizza, I mean, it's kind of hard not to have the doors blown open. <laughs> Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels? Uh, each of those labels gives me a, a little shudder of discomfort. Uh, because that's not what they are for me anymore. They were as kids. They were toys when I grew up because I played with them and I acted out situations that taught me about socializing and good versus evil and values and communication. Um, but action figures. Okay. That's what they do. Dolls. Yes, that's what they are. But of course, you know, that rubs me in a slightly uncomfortable way, not out of a gender thing, but just, that's not what they do. Uh, (laughs) what they, what they are for me are totems, they're a little petroleum-based product that represents some 
character or ideal or personality in my head, or it represents a memory for my for my childhood. And so I I don't exactly like to be to identify myself as toy collector because I don't feel that's what I'm doing. Um, uh, especially Transformers. And and as as I sit here and talk about this, I have the Earthrise Optimus Prime action <laughs> figure in my hands, which you may hopefully you're not picking up too much clicking over the microphone. But uh, this is like the best Optimus Prime ever. Uh, it, it it has that that G1 kind of aesthetic and mm-hmm. look and proportions. It feels like it's the same size as it was when I was six years old playing with it. Um, but I don't play with it. I don't walk around. I am Optimus Prime. Come here, unless I'm playing with my kids. But right. Uh, but it it is a representation of like my childhood. Uh, it's a memory. It's it's connecting me to my to my youth. So toys, okay. Action figures, probably. Uh, but it, it's a totem. It's a it's a memory made physical. There you go. Good guys or bad guys, which were your favorites to play with the most? I was uh, totally good guys, and even more than that, it was it's always Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The main guy. It's it's uh, it's Optimus Leo, Prime. Optimus it Prime. Yeah. Leonardo. It's Kermit the Frog. It's He-Man. Uh, it's uh, Earthworm Jim, just the Earthworm Jim character. I, you know, nobody else. Um, it it was always that kind of Boy Scout main character that that got me. And maybe it was because those were the ones that you could find on the shelf. Although nowadays the the main guys, the ones that short packed and everybody wants it, so it's hard to find. But um, honestly, but the, it's yeah, hard but, to find any toys these days. Uh, with uh, the pandemic has been terrible. Partly because I don't go out anywhere. Uh, another part is the distribution has been abysmal and slow. You know, understandably so. I'm not angry or upset at that. It's just what happens when you know half the world shuts down and a boat parks sideways in the Suez Canal. Stuff like that happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah. A- 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 oh, and Matt Tracker from Mask. My my cousin had the Mask toys with the the. Uh, the gas station with the rolling boulder and the awesome mm-hmm. semi truck rhino, um, yep. but yeah, it's it's always it's always the main guy, the Boy Scout, the plain Jane main character that did it for me. Hmm. Yeah, I had all of them, most of the mask toys. I even had Boulder Hill for like three months or something until I destroyed it or something back then. <laughs> oh, I don't. No. I, I honestly don't remember. Like, I need to actually look up a video. 
review or something of Boulder Hill because I remember it was yeah you're right it is the gas station it does have the boulder on it whatever but honestly I barely remember that toy yeah what? The, the the armored wall slides around the front <laughs> of it and the car can come out the garage that was that was neat played with that uh, I would if I could find a rhino for a good price I think I I would have to have that because ah, I'm a sucker for semis thanks Optimus. <laughs> What is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? Oh man, oh man, that's really hard. Uh, now or then? Um, is or was? It could is be or current was. Or, or, or or it could be current or it could be way back then. Um, there was one of the toys that I remember playing a lot with. Well, as it was a Lego, I think. Um, there was a Lego minifigure, one of the knights, uh, and I think in my imagination it was uh, uh, the hero from the Dragon Warrior game. And uh, because I had so many different genre of Legos, they would have this like Mortal Kombat. All these different realms would get teleported to one realm and had this big mega battle. And because I was into knights and armor at the time, that character would always win. And and those are some of my I think most numerous play sessions were with the Lego minifigures doing giant Mortal Kombat deathmatch thing. Um, and there was a Leonardo. I think my Turtles action figures did that, too. And I, I remember one of the Leonardo figures I had, probably the original, um, I would cram every katana, uh, sharp-bladed weapon, mace thing into his belt that I could and he'd go in there decked out, and, ah, my sword broke, I had to chuck that away, and he'd go at this, and the other Ninja Turtles bad guys were the the villains he had to get through. I'm very video gamey, you know, I think about it. <laughs> this is really, really sad. So, I am looking at the... I looked up on eBay the Mask Rhino, and, oh my god... For a complete version of it with the box, there is a listing on here for... And why you're going to charge this much and not offer free shipping is beyond me. $289.95. No, I don't think I need it that bad. (laughs) There's another one on here for $320 plus $30 shipping. Again, if you're going to charge something that much... I mean, I get it. It's the toy. It's pr- it probably has that kind of value. I don't know. I'm not looking up at the toy, but I'm looking at the picture. Mm-hmm. He has the box. He has the styrofoam. He has the manual. The truck looks okay. He has, I think, three figures here. But I'm sorry. $350 shipped? That's ridiculous. My My guess on that is that, yes, it's worth every penny of that, and the reason that they are not charging shipping is because the purchaser is going to want to say, no, I want that insured. No, I want that sent FedEx, not USPS. And they're leaving that open for the I, the, oh. the shipper to decide or the, the purchaser to decide. Because, my golly, and something that size, I have to imagine, would actually be kind of expensive to ship. I mean, starting at... Yeah, I mean, I'm not not saying... Yeah, I understand charging Mm -hmm. for shipping. I get it, but... I mean, charging for shipping is, like, maybe... Like, and again, I know this toy has value because it's, you know, 36 
years old at this point kind of thing. There is one on here. <sighs> Mask Rhino Mat Tracker Unused Stickers. $800. It's got the box. It, it wow. looks like it's pretty much in the like It has never been opened. Yeah, all of these pictures. Okay, yeah. All of the pictures so far are, are just the box. And then there's a couple of pictures with the truck in the styrofoam. Yeah, the, the truck isn't even out of the styrofoam. It's basically brand spanking new. And I, $800, holy crap. I am so glad I do not need to get my childhood back. One of one of the issues with those toys, was the mask toys in particular, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the bottom of my Matt Tracker figure, and it says made by Kenner. Mm-hmm. But I think it was licensed to Kenner, and I want to say Tonka made these. Um, and the plastic is very, very brittle. And as those age, they they just, yeah. they do not hold up. the The springs get worn out. The plastic yellows and becomes yeah. brittle. And so it's very, very difficult to find these things in any sort of good condition, let alone with the box and manual. Yeah. So that's about the I only mean, way that you're going to get one yeah. that isn't just totally turned to powder. And I mean, like I said, I'm not sitting here trying to say, "Oh my God." Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be this because I don't know what the actual value of it is. It's just I'm sorry, those eBay prices just they're just shocking me. I mean I get it. It it is the the toy that it is, but holy crap! And it's also the pandemic which drove everything up. And you can you can look at especially with video games like on the price charting website. Yeah. When that first stimulus check came out, boom, prices shot up. And then when the second stimulus check, boom, the prices shot up. Mm-hmm. And it's because, well, you know what? A lot of us people that want these toys are 40-something years old. We're, we're in a decent job that didn't lay us off, and we don't need this stimulus money. So what am I going to do with it? Well, I'm going to buy a PS5, or I'm going to buy that thing that I never got as a kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's funny you say that you, you 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 talk about, you know, making voices with Optimus Prime and whatever. So, did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? By this, I mean, did you say, I'm going to be this, like, I'm going to be this version of Optimus Prime, and I'm going to hit my buddy Mike Powers over the head with, with this Optimus Prime, and I'm going to hit his Megatron, or that kind of thing. I did not. I was a, a, a single child, only child. Single mm-hmm. child? Don't only you say child. only child. I was an only child. And so most of my playtime was imaginative on my own in my bedroom or in the living room or mm-hmm. in the basement, wherever I happened to be playing. Um, but when I, the times that I remember playing with friends, it was video games or Legos. And we didn't do... I didn't have two player or two people back and forth, that type mm-hmm. of thing, which is kind of I wonder if that's why or it has something to do with how I, I, I don't do well in those social social situations. <laughs> like I am kind of a loner and an introvert. Very interesting. I'm going to have to pontificate on that later. <laughs> See, I told you we would bring the psychology out of it here. <laughs> oh, yeah. For Pete's sake, I'm pontificating here. Sheesh. Yeah, so what features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness? That is um, moderately important. I think the, the, 
big the big collection I have now is our Optimus Primes, and and I collected for a number of years every Optimus Prime plastic thing that I came across, every single one. And nowadays, since I have two children, just out of uh, not having the time to drive around and look and browse the internet to find those things, I just buy the cool ones that I find now, or the main ones that come out Mm -hmm. in a new line. And what I look for in just about all of my action figures nowadays are points of articulation, posability, uh, and with Transformers in particular, it's uh, interesting transformations. And for a number of years now, after going to some of the Transformers conventions, I'm following the engineers and the designers of these things, and I'm watching them learn uh, this particular technique, before the shell formers, where the, the body of this organic vehicle would just turn inside out and it would become the geometric robot. Like, wow, all right. Um, you know, I, I, I get to see them do the different things and solve problems different ways as even the Optimus Prime evolves. It, 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 50% of them are square cab with blue uh, dual tire back end. How many different ways can you make that turn into a robot? And they keep coming up with new interesting ways that get the panels out of the way so he has ab crunch. Or can you do it so that the Matrix opens up and comes out of his chest? And this Earthrise Prime is one of the best. I don't know. It's playable. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not going to break. It's not going to fight. I would not hesitate giving this to my four-year-old to play with. Um and the next time they come out with a figure like this, the, they'll solve the only problem on this, which is the two front tire pieces of kibble in the back. But the Marvel Legends that I collect, those it's the points of articulation. It's a double-jointed elbow and a double-jointed knee. And my wife, who I dragged into geekdom, um, not reluctantly, she just did it with a laugh uh, at, at my expense. She now knows... So, Joe, how many points of articulation does that one have when I come home with a new toy? (laughs) (laughs) Or, does that one have double-jointed knees? Could you tell me, please? My wife does not sound like that, but she does when she's making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's funny. What does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? So, basically, the toy package is essentially the comic book cover. And... Everybody needs something on a comic book cover to basically make them do a double take. So what for you is it about toy packaging that... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
makes you want to get that toy? Nowadays, it would be a retro homage type packaging. That would at least make me ha- take a double take at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, packaging has, has never uh, been a draw for me. And because I'm a I'm a rip it out of the package and generally, pardon me, throw the package away uh, type of guy. Um, but like, what was it? The I kept the 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 Voltron lions that came out with the Netflix uh, mm-hmm. series. There was something about those card backs that I kept. Those they're sitting over here in the corner. So yeah, I guess that did something for me. But but no, I mean I, I I'm not shopping for action figures by browsing around and checking that out. But um, but generally there there is a uh, there's a line of Ninja Turtle figures out that makes them look like the old packaging. Mm-hmm. And those caught my eye. And then I looked at them and said, would those only have five points of articulation? I'm not going to buy those. <laughs> and so I walked off by. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, not not really. Because generally what I'm where I'm learning about toys is online, looking at other people's pictures of them out of the box. So I don't even get to see the packaging. Mm. If as a kid or an adult you only were allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which one would you choose and why? Um, for a, for about a half a second, I thought that was going to be a hard question to answer because it's Ninja Turtles or Transformers, and it's totally Transformers. I think that's easy. Really? Um, yep. That surprises me. Nope it's it's to, it's Transformers because you get value for the figure. Uh, Optimus Prime is a robot who's a character who talks, who has a backstory, a history, and a personality. Uh, and then he's a truck that you can drive around and race and roll through the mud if you wanted to. Um, and then where I get my value out of action figures now is I can take him off the shelf and I can go upstairs uh, and sit on the couch with my wife and do like hand puzzle activity back and forth, robot truck, robot truck, robot truck to keep my hands busy. So it's like three toys in one. Um, and so I'm going to edit this out, but I would say I'm going to edit this part out, but I think if you're sitting next to your wife, your hands would be fairly busy. No, no, we're not like that. (laughs) Totally. You don't have to edit that out. If she hears, if she listens to this podcast, she'll be like, Oh no, totally. We don't touch each other. (laughs) <laughs> when i say netflix and chill that means i'm sitting on this side of the couch with an optimus prime in my hand she's over there she's browsing on her cell phone and we're perfectly content uh uh watching uh, or ignoring netflix while we fiddle around with whatever's in our hands and it's not each other <laughs> sorry i i no, totally fine man <laughs> It's, it's a it's a joke for us. We uh, we are atypical. I'm just I'm just glad she tolerates all of this nerddom that I'm surrounded with. I don't. I try not to let it infiltrate the living room or the dining room. Uh, the pandemic made that a little harder because I started a bunch of projects. I customize things. I paint them. I touch them up. I buy other people's broken third party transformer figures and then mold and cast plastic gears to rebuild it um and so those projects tend to kind of sit upstairs uh out but no no it doesn't invade there it lives in the basement on my office desk and in my nerd room there you go 
as an adult, do you prefer vintage or modern toys? Uh, knowing my personality, it's weird for me to say modern toys. And because I think you get the idealized version of that character that you remember. Like, mm-hmm. this this thing is the, this Optimus Prime in my hands. It's the best version of the figure we've ever got. He has knees and elbows uh, and, an, and a neck that turns. So and shoulders that rise up above his head, which that, that's you know you didn't get that as a kid. Um, so it, it's an idealized version of of that character. Uh, I mean, I still have my my actual Optimus Prime that I got you know Christmas of '84. Mm-hmm. Still have him with his fists, but this is this is the one that is actually worth playing with. Um, yeah. Hmm. What is one toy you can always play with? Um, that's, uh, I can't, I don't think I can pick one. It really is like, which one am I in the mood for today? Right. Uh, if I, but maybe I'll look at that question. Like if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life. So like, what's the hand candy Optimus Prime that I would want to sit on my couch with for the rest of my life? Um, Oh, uh, Magic Square Optimus Prime, I think. It was a, a third-party version of him that is pretty decently posable, I, I, although it, it is a little fragile. Honestly, I, I need to put more thought into that because I have too many. Um, <laughs> but as I'm sitting here in my with it in my hands, this Optimus Prime is just very nearly perfect. It's durable. Uh, it, it's articulated. And it has the trailer. Uh, so, like, really, would I rather play with that? I'm going to break the legs off of that someday going back and forth. This one will never break. Um, so I'm biased because it's the one that's in front of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that one actually looks really cool. The Magic Square one, I'm looking at it now. Holy yep. crap. Yeah, there were three companies that came out about the same time with a G1 Optimus Prime, Hasbro came out with uh, the third version of their Masterpiece Optimus Prime. Uh, and it is, I don't even know how they got the, the price so expensive, but it's four, almost $450 or $350. And it <clears throat> looks good. It looks like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then Magic Square did one and uh, another company that I can't remember. And it's all the G1 cab glancing at it, people could not, I don't think you could tell the difference glancing at it. You have to get in there and see where the, the joints yeah. and things are. But I, I think for the price and, and what it did, the, the magic square was the best of them. Wow. All right. Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposely, purposefully avoid? This can be toy lines, specific characters, etc. Ah, uh. I am a sucker for any of the lead characters, even from things that I didn't watch as a child. And um, while I am familiar with He-Man and watched the episodes and can get the jokes, I never really got into it. But right now there's a Skeletor and a He-Man figure that look like the vintage figures, but they have knees and elbows mm-hmm. and they're $14.99. And I want to buy those so bad to put it on the shelf because I, I want the lead character and i want the lead Mm -hmm. villain i don't want anybody else and i want the new gi joe figures the ones that they're releasing that are like um 
Marvel Legends scale figures. Yeah, and the classified line. Yeah. And I want Duke and Scarlet. Uh, I I barely watched G.I. Joe growing up, but <laughs> I, I want those characters, and I, I don't know. I, I think I have to get Snake Eyes, at least. <laughs> but that just means I'm going to deprive him from somebody else who wants him more than me, but I guess. Mm. <laughs> Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you hadn't bought them? Are there any toys that you may have sold that you regret letting them go? Um... Any of the toys that I regret buying, I end up selling at the Geek Stuff Garage Sale, uh, which is just a wonderful little nostalgia festival uh, that I put on. Um, there are things that I don't remember getting rid of that I stumble on and say, oh, my God, I have to buy that. Like, I I had a couple of popples growing up, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember ever throwing away any stuffed animals uh, but I saw a popple at the geek sale. Like that's the one I had, and I bought it. <laughs> and so like now it's back. It's on a shelf upstairs in my bedroom. Um. Uh. uh and uh, the Boglins. Uh. The Boglins just did a Kickstarter, and I had a Boglin growing up, and it was a cute little puppet. And I love puppetry. It's another one of my way too many hobbies. And so that when that Kickstarter came out, don't know why I sold it, don't know why I got rid of it, don't remember getting rid of it, but I bought bought myself a new Boglin. Um, I often regret buying Transformers because those are kind of impulse buys sometimes or, oh, yeah, that character that I don't really remember from the cartoon who was just a background character. That looks like a cool transformation. And I buy it and I sit in the living room and watch Netflix for a few evenings, transforming it back and forth. And then I'm like, hmm. I, you know, I really only, if I, if I do more than Optimus Prime, I'm going to get myself in trouble. And so then <laughs> I sell it at the geek sale. Um, mm. I'm, I, I maybe regret selling the uh, Armada uh, Unicron, but I know that that went to somebody who very, very much loved it. I sold him at the first geek sale. He was not for sale at the geek sale, but the dude saw that I had some Transformers and he said, hey, have you ever seen a Unicron? And I'm like, you know what? wait a minute, and I go inside my house, and I go down to the basement, and I pull my Armada Unicron off the shelf, and I say, here he is. <laughs> I <laughs> sold it to the guy. Like, wasn't going to sell it, but he definitely wanted it more than I did. There you go. How large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house, or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that? Um, the eventual dream is to have a massive well i I have a nerd room in the basement uh is separate from this uh office podcast room where i have a wall of various action figures but in my nerd room that is where everything will eventually be on display um but on one wall i have all of my retro video game stuff hooked up with a television on a second wall i'm gonna have all transformers and i built a it's a six-foot-wide, two-foot-deep base uh, platform uh, mm-hmm. where all of my Optimus Primes are. And uh, this summer, I'm going to be building an eight-foot-long semi-trailer that the rest of my Optimus Primes will stand on inside and on top of. And I'm going to motorize it, and I'm going to light it with LEDs, and I'm going to eventually learn how to do Raspberry Pi and make it play uh, Stan Bush Transformers when it opens up or as it's opening. Um, and then as when that's done, I'll build a shelf for my Megatrons and I'll build a shelf for my Bumblebees. 
Uh, and I'll build an arc diorama so that I can display the Legends class figures, the small arc mm-hmm. Autobots that I'm collecting. I've got a wall of Ninja Turtles where my comics and the turtle action figures are. And then I have a Lego wall, but I think I'm going to get rid of the Legos. I think I'm going to say, you know what, Oliver? Here, these are your Legos now, son. <laughs> May they be your burden and not mine. <laughs> uh, and and then I will have a room with furniture and that people can come down and hang out in there. And that will be the very dedicated collections that I have. And this office here is going to be uh, kind of be my catch all everything else. So this is where you'll come to look at my model deep space nine that I bought at the geek sale, uh, the iron giant, the Casey Jones action figure, the Predaking, the Gundam robots, the earthworm gym, uh, the ghostbusters, the vintage figures and the plasma figures. So like, this is my catch all. Uh, my one G.I. Joe vehicle over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get pictures of this stuff. I'll send it to you. I, I, and uh, It keeps changing. It evolves because I find new things. Yep. How do you keep track of your collection if you do? I don't. Uh, I largely go by memory, which does get me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> um, that That hasn't been as big of a problem recently it has been a problem with my comic books because uh, i keep they they live in four different spots depending on where i'm reading them and and mm. i keep losing them and needing to buy them and then i realize oh my gosh how did i end up with three copies of ninja turtles 72 i don't even know um but with the action figures no that I, I i'm staying on top of my optimus primes i'm staying on top of the third party and the first party releases of those so that doesn't that doesn't usually get me so you've mentioned that you have shelves here and shelves there. How do you display your toys? Do you put the Transformers with the Turtles? Do you put the G.I. Joes with the mask? That kind of stuff. The the, the nerd room is going to be a curated display uh, of the vintage video games, the Optimuses. Everything's going to kind of be potted out. This room in here, I want it to be the mess. This is the, not mess, but uh, I'm going to put my Star Wars figures next to my Muppets and my Iron Man next to Transformers and the Legolas figure. I kind of like that mix going. And I think maybe in this, in this room, I will have to do uh, at least one shelf of the lead characters from that show. Uh, So put my Kermit next to uh, Optimus next to Leonardo Hmm. uh, next to He-Man next to Duke and whoever else I come up with. Awesome. Okay, so heaven forbid anything happen, but if the house burns down, you, the kids, the wife, every, the pets, everybody is safe. You can only keep one toy from your entire collection. What would it be and why? Uh, probably my G1 Optimus Prime. Uh, and and that's just that's one of my earliest memories. The I, and the the reason that I do. Uh, like the Optimus Prime character uh, above most others is that the he reminds me of my grandpa, who I lost a number of years ago, but that stoic, wise, knows what to say and when to say it and how to say it to really just punch you right in the heart and mm. make you understand very quickly. Uh, and, and so I think that figure represents... My grandpa, that particular figure, represents 
my grandpa in my head. And like I said, these action figures are totems. And so it would be like rescuing the totem of my grandfather by robbing that Optimus Prime uh, out of off the shelf and dive outside as the house explodes. There you go. All right, here's the toy box challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box. The only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? I can pack quite a bit <laughs> into that size box. And and the, the the my favorite part about that challenge is that it's not the most valuable figures. It's it's I mean my G1 Optimus Prime would be in there. Um, It'd probably be my top five Optimus figures, which would very easily fit in that box and have plenty of room left over. Um, I think I'd have a, a, a couple of different sets of the Ninja Turtles packed in there, the the NECA movie figures, the six-inch ones. Uh, I'm assuming my house may still be on fire at this point, and so the, <laughs> the ones that are like two and a half feet tall, the movie figures, uh, that I got for a slick, awesome deal. Um, no, those can burn up. I want the six-inch ones because I can actually play with those. Uh, those go in the box, um, and I'd still have plenty of room left over. I'd probably bring along some of those Megatrons over there, especially the ones that I uh, repaired and painted. Um, yeah, there I, I could probably put the Transformers that I want in there and then just like sweep every single one of my Ninja Turtles into that box and have plenty of room. Um, or probably I'd be able to close the box if I did that. Yeah, that's really it. And you know, then the, that kind of actually helps me out. Thanks for asking that question because everything else could probably go to the geek sale. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I just got a whole bunch of room and money. <laughs> there you go. I made you more money than that Bitcoin crap did. Yeah, well, I'm up. Uh, I'm up about a hundred bucks. <laughs> there you go. Are you a Funko fan. No. Okay. Uh, not enough on. points of articulation. Yeah, there's not really any articulation, but the turtles figures that they do look damn awesome. I anyway. I regret not buying the full set of Ninja Turtles because I do buy all the Ninja Turtles. I have uh, somebody gave me a Leonardo that they got in uh uh oh gosh, one of those subscription boxes. One really early, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Joe likes Ninja Turtles, we'll give it to him. Alright, thank you. Um, but I, I will admit to owning the Bob Ross pop, the Ron Swanson pop. They are both on the shelf behind me here. Um, did they do an Optimus Prime? (laughs) I am turning Joe into a Funko fan, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I need him for my Optimus Prime shelf. He's a cross-collectible. They have done... Multiple. Oh, no. It sounds like it's going to be a plural. Mm-hmm. They have done multiple versions of Optimus Prime. All right. Funko Pardon has... me, dear listeners, as I open a tab to YouTube. I wouldn't no, no, ordinarily no. do this no, while no, no. I was podcasting. I'll, no, no, no. Don't, don't do that now. I'll I'll send you all the stuff later. Don't do that now. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Funko has had the Transformers license or a version of a Transformers license since the 2007 or 2009 film, since the first or the second movie. They originally did movie versions of Funko Pop. Uh-huh. So, like, movie Bumblebee or movie whatever. But they were the movie aesthetic where you saw the parts on the outside. Mm. As a Funko fan, I can straight up tell you, folks, 
those Transformers movie pops were the some of the ugliest Funko Pops I have ever seen, and I love Funko Pops. So recently, as part of their Retro Toys line, they have G.I. Joe, they have Transformers, they have everything. They have released Optimus Prime and Megatron in multiple versions. Now, the main Optimus Prime version, the regular, you know, that everyone can get, is Optimus Prime with his gun. Excuse me, with his his rifle that he always had. Mm-hmm. And it lo- literally looks just like the... Take your 1984 toy, transform it, and put it next to this Funko Pop. The only difference is the Funko Pop's head is like three times the size of the Optimus Prime. You know what I mean? Because obviously Funko, little big head, little body. So the multiple versions, they have the one where he has his rifle, which is the regular version. They did a GameStop uh, lunchbox multi-pack where you could get... Two of four figures that either had Optimus Prime and Cobra Commander or Megatron and Duke. The difference is Optimus Prime in the GameStop lunchbox has his orange energy axe instead of his gun. So when he and Megatron were fighting in, I think, the (laughs) first episode and they pulled out the, the, the plasma energy weapons... That's the Optimus Prime that I'm I'm actually holding the box in my hand. I'm looking right at, at his axe. Uh, and, and the Megatron version has the purple mace. They also, so far, have released a Nemesis Prime. So, essentially, the black Optimus mm-hmm. with the gun. But that goes for big bucks on eBay. I'll send you all the stuff later. Uh, it's too late. I already bought the, uh, the Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> see folks i can turn anybody into a funko fan all right i'm up to three you can't call me a, a pop collector just yet <laughs> as soon as you hit five you are okay i'll see what i can do i, I could probably I, hit that is that a challenge of course it is i i also have grimlock they've uh, done find megatron i think uh, that that might be next <laughs> yeah see they've they've got optimus Grimlock, Megatron, Soundwave, Starscream was a Target exclusive, Bumblebee, and a Bumblebee version that was a Target exclusive. The only difference is his doors are open. It's fine, whatever. They also have Jetfire, and that, that I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be doing I can't wait to see what Funko does with Shockwave. But anyways, what was the most money you spent on a toy? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think I've ever spent more. Le- that has to be less than two hundred dollars. I, I I can't even think about what. I get really I get really hesitant going you know above one hundred and fifty one hundred and forty. Some of these third party Optimus Primes get mm-hmm. uh, pretty expensive because they're they're cheap until you have to ship them from the other side of the world. Right. Um. No, I know how much I've spent more on one comic than I think I have on all the rest of my toys. Oh, wow. I mean, not total, not total, but... um... Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, I think that the, the most I've spent on a collectible is the the $140 I spent to get issue 29 of Ninja Turtles Volume 4. Hmm, interesting. No, you, okay, well, no, I'm I'm looking at something that I that I will eventually spend more money on. I'm currently doing the um it, it might count as a toy, but the Build the Ghostbusters Ecto-1 from Eagle Moss, uh, I saw Adam Savage building it on uh, his YouTube channel. And uh, I like did the math a whole bunch of times and slowly justified the giant purchase to myself because it ends up being very expensive, but you pay for it over the course of three years. Not on credit. They just send you the parts and you have to put it together. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> and I don't want to say the number out loud, but it's it's very high. It's very high. Four figures, five figures. Four. Ooh, dang. Yeah. Holy it's, crap. I I've justified it by the fact that there is an incredible amount of engineering going into that. Uh, that whole uh, and, and and it's huge. It's uh, almost three feet long. So this Ecto one will be three feet long. It's all most of it is die cast metal and chrome. Uh, mm-hmm. You open the hood, the engines all there. That sort of it's incredibly detailed. Lights and sounds. Um, but between the engineering and the small uh, bespoke nature of printing so few kits because this isn't mass market not really right um, I, I like okay i can justify it and then of course spreading it out over three years and i'm having a fun time so i'm buying the parts the engineering i'm paying for the engineers and i'm paying for the experience of putting it together and customizing it and so i, I I've, I've justified it there you go all right what was the either the best deal or the cheapest toy you bought uh, f- free is pretty, uh, pretty cheap. Free is pretty cheap, yeah. Free is pretty cheap. Um, one of the, one of the, uh, here's another Transformers story. So I, I go to TFCon in Toronto. This was, mm-hmm. what, two years ago because we had a pandemic and they didn't have one last year. And, uh, when those figure when that convention was happening, what Transformers was doing were releasing these little, uh, I don't know, half inch by half inch heads uh they were the headmaster figures but Mm -hmm. they changed the line over and made them prime masters and they plugged into little matrix shells that would go into the chest of most most of the figures that were out at the time and they released all 13 primes uh and so you know you had to get these three little legends figures for five bucks a piece to get those primes and you'd have to get optimus to get that matrix prime and they transformed mm-hmm. into the little they folded open and they were the little guy the one of the primes was only with the 160 dollar predaking figure that they released the giant one and i don't want predaking all i want is that prime master because i'm a collect them all i have to get the whole set sort of guy when they tell you that there's only going to be 13 of them i'm going to have all 13 
<laughs> and so I go to TFCon in Toronto, and the first night that you show up there, you bring a toy or something to an auction, and you that you give them the thing to auction off for charity, and they give you tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, thanks for donating this item for charity. And then you go over to these bags, and it's like a raffle for particular figures. Mm-hmm. And I gave them a stack of comics I didn't want, Transformers comics that I wasn't after, and they gave me one ticket for every comic, and I put two or three in that bag, and then <laughs> the rest of the hand filled in the Predaking bag, because <laughs> some vendor had put up a Predaking and uh, they pulled my name out of there. <laughs> and I remember that guy. Uh, and for the Predaking, Ruffle, 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 uh, Joseph Reed. And I, my, both my arms shot up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, that guy is really excited about this Predaking. Come on up and get it. And my friend who was with me was also after all the 13 primes. Uh, <laughs> I sat back down with the giant Predaking in my hand. He's staring at me like he wants to uh, Kill you. Uh, bite my head off. So, yep. so uh, what do you want for that? Um, uh, well, gosh, it was a Predacon. I can't remember the name of the headmaster, but it was mm-hmm. Predacon something. Mm-hmm. Um, Predaking. Predaking? No, that's the big guy. Yeah, Predaking is the combined form. Yeah, uh, I have to go. Razor Claw. The... Uh, let's see. Ra- let's see if I remember this from memory. Razor Claw. Tantrum was the bull. Dive bomb is the eagle. Well done. I forget the other ones. Yeah, I Razorback. I can't. I'd have to. Maybe. I'd have to look. It was never. It was never my thing. You know that was. He was in two or three episodes. You know I wanted the toy as a kid because I wanted everything as a kid. But nope, he's sitting on the shelf behind me there. I bought an upgrade kit for him since I didn't pay any money for him. I didn't feel so bad spending forty-five or fifty bucks for the gold-plated wings that replaced the Hasbro wings, and mm. uh, you know, somebody might want it someday, and I will sell it, and I'll feel okay about that. I'll give him a deal, because it didn't cost me anything. There you go. What modern and or vintage toy lines are you currently collecting? Uh, first and third party, Transformers. Um, mostly the Optimus. Uh, I'm, I'm hankering for, man, the retro, any of the retro figures that are getting re-released and upgraded, like the Plasma series Ghostbusters. There's a mm-hmm. couple more of those I'm hunting for because I want the terror dog that came in them waiting <laughs> for the last few figures to go on clearance so I can buy it and get the rest of them. I'll get a look while I'm talking about the Plasma series figures. Uh, you know, <laughs> I bring home the four Ghostbusters and. Here's a terror dog leg, another one, the two back legs, all right. And and I'm talking about this at the dining room table to my wife, and I say, okay, yeah, the, the torso comes with um, uh, Dana Barrett, and the head of the terror dog comes from Gozer. And I'm really upset because that's only one terror dog, and they were two de- terror dogs. And my son, without missing a beat, Oliver, says... Well, I guess that just means you'll need to buy two sets of figures so that you'll have two terror dogs. And I shed <laughs> a tear because, boy, <laughs> how old is Oliver now? Oh, no, 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 no. He said, but Dad, that's not how it went. My, he said, but Dad, they were two terror dogs. You're going to have to buy a whole other set of action figures. That's what he said. Um, he was nine at the time. Mm. Uh, but yes, I shed a tear. One, because he remembered even only watching the movie once or twice, that there were, yes, two terror dogs, and then that he thought 
well, dad, you have to get two sets now because they were <laughs> two terror <laughs> dogs. I, that's probably not a good thing that he uh, does that because that might be unhealthy as an adult. <laughs> yes, well, look at us, okay? I'm... I, I forget off the top of my head how old you are, but I'm 41. 41, yep. And I... Not in my Funko collection. The only one that I will buy duplicates of is most likely Optimus because, again, Nemesis Prime is a different character. I don't necessarily need Optimus, the the Optimus with the, the, the rifle. I, I have the Optimus that I want. Mm-hmm. But when I was buying actual action figures from 2006 to 2011, we live in a time, folks, where you either – you always buy two, either one to open and play with or one to keep in the box. So what your son is telling you essentially is, you know, you need two of them to make the set right so you can open it up and play. It, it's We've been doing this for years, folks. <laughs> I, I I don't do too many boxed figures. There is a... Right, a, no, I know, but I'm saying, like, the buying, yeah, the buying, buying two, two to, thing generally is so we can pl- pull one out and play with it. And that didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I tell you, when you do an an episode on scalpers, I'd be interested in participating in that because I do have kind of uh, I don't know animosity, but also at the same time understanding for the scalpers. Yeah. Um, the, the the geek sale that I run is it's about getting the collectibles into the hands of the people who will be the final collector. And it's part of the the conversation that goes on behind the scenes with my vendors who are just regular people. I, like I don't get comic convention vendors. There are a right. few people that have upgraded to that, but I talk to them and I say, look, I'm not charging you a dime to have this booth. You know, the, that convention over there charges you $400 to have a table. That convention over there costs you, charges you a thousand bucks to have a table. I'm not charging you anything. And so when somebody comes up and they want something and you priced it that like you know give them less than ebay for it uh you know by by something let them bundle let them put it together uh you know i'm not saying to give it away i'm not saying to lose money on it but uh i'm not charging those people anything to be there and and yeah. so it, i i we try not to scalp the things that i sell are, are under ebay prices yeah. um essentially but, what you know what what you're saying is what um but one of the original co-hosts of this show always used to say he was the guy that was always, you know, if, if you wanted a figure and he had it, he would only charge you cost plus shipping. Mm-hmm. He was never out. He always believed in karma. His name was Gary Clark. His online name was Optimus Scourge. He passed away. Oh, oh fuck. It's been a di- 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he passed away in 2011, and I kept this show going until 2014, and then I just stopped it until my buddy my buddy Josh said, hey, I have an idea. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm reinvigorated. I, I don't think Gary would mind if we brought the show back, and here we are now. We're nine, 109 episodes in. Nine ep- Wow, nine episodes in. Ugh. Anyway. But, you know, he was always that guy who believed in karma. What you put out into the world, you'll get back kind of thing. So I think that's the same thing you're saying uh-huh. with how you're the you're the organization, you're the, the, the person that does the sale that won't charge 
mm-hmm. to have a table. You know, it's all about everybody making what they can without feeling like, oh, Geek Stuff Garage Sale. There's nothing but scalpers there. There aren't, folks. Yeah. I'm not saying – I don't want people to hear me say that sarcastically. Like, that's not what it is at all kind of thing. And I'm sure there are plenty of people that go to those $400 table conventions or whatever uh, and – they maybe make good bank. Who knows? Uh-huh. I don't know. They do. This, I I know some guys. <laughs> okay, there you go. This question yeah. was obviously written before the pandemic. So, do you visit toy shows or conventions? <laughs> um, I, on, mo, generally my own. Uh, <laughs> the one that I, <laughs> I I don't do so well finding things at the comic conventions that have people selling toys and mostly because yeah the prices are so high and um we we've no i've noticed going to a couple of conventions here and there you drive into town someplace that i'm i've never been and i hit the target and the walmart and whatever else they might have and you know the shelves are bare and then i go to the toy show or the the convention the comic convention and i see all the toys that should be in the store for double the price and like I know what happened, these people rolled into town on a Wednesday to set up their booths, and they cleared the shelves to stock, you know, or to to get the new current toys, so that then there wasn't any competition at the convention for that figure that people were looking for. And on one hand, I, I understand doing that because you go to the store, you see the figure on the shelf, and you know, oh man, that twenty dollar Marvel Legend sells for forty five on eBay right now, and. Uh, one of my buddies said, okay, if you go to the grocery store, if you're out in public and you see $50 laying on the ground, um, do you, you know, bend down and take 25 and then put 25 change down? So, you know, the, per- so the next person can get it Yeah. or do you take it both? And like true. when, when that was explained to me, like, okay, I have, I understand why you do that now. Cause we're all educated, but you know, I want the kids to get them and I want the collectors to get them without having to pay too much. So, you know, I, I help people out when I can. Um, but the, the the best conventions that I've been to. Oh, Mike, that was where I met you for the first time at the TFCon in I, Kentucky. It was the it was the it was the final BotCon. So, yep. yes, <laughs> Louisville, yes. Louisville, Kentucky killed BotCon. Actually, no, BotCon killed Bot. BotCon, BotCon is a whole other thing, folks. We're trying not our best not to give it promotion anymore. But yes, in 2016, I was like shocked as shit i was at the stan bush concert it was the only part of the convention i went to my friend amy had had flown in from arizona and we were going to the stan bush concert because it was a free concert out on fourth street live in downtown louisville i ran into proto man who actually runs tfcon he's one of the 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 runners of tfcon in canada and then i run into you and i'm like wait a minute i know that voice holy (laughs) shit it's joe what the hell Talk about a meeting that's off the cuff. That was cool. Yes, yes, it was. It was and and it's like, yeah, like we've been podcasting for years by that point, and uh, yeah. it's like, I, I, like I know you. We could start hanging out tomorrow, going yeah, to absolutely. lunch places, and it wouldn't be it, like we've known each other for years. Yep. But uh, but those those conventions are uh, both the the bot cons that I had gone to and the TF cons are a totally different beast. Um. 
mostly because it's like going to a flea market and at a flea market i don't care about 90 percent of the booths that are there uh but when i do find the cool booth like hey this is the one i want to spend time in but at tfcon and 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 botcon every booth is the booth i want to spend time in and and that's different from even a comic convention um and and so that targeted convention is is way neat of an experience and i do sell and buy things at at those conventions um tfcon uh the three buddies that go or the two buddies that go with me to that three Mm -hmm. of us total we bring things to sell and there's a thing they do they uh you leave your hotel door open and your room number on a tag down in the convention hall and people can come up and buy stuff off your bed and uh going from the united states to canada we're we're bringing figures that the canadians don't get right away and we're selling them for a good price and then the exchange rate works in our favor. And so we do very well at that convention. I buy ridiculous things for very cheap, and I come home with more money and toys to play with uh, <laughs> and, and give to my children and to put on shelves. So that convention is incredible. Yes, um, yes, but for the whole pandemic, uh, no, everything's been uh, Amazon and um, Amazon and Target curbside pickup, mm. which is to say... Uh, it's been a slow year. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. The next couple of questions, because I had a bunch of people help me with these 42 questions, and Joe was one of them, so now Joe has to answer his own questions. Oh, boy. What do you think it is about our generation that causes our, our childhood toys to mean so much more to us, for instance, than our parents' generation? I, and man, that's a question that I want to like. I could have a whole podcast topic about that. Get like five <laughs> different people to give their opinions on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was when I wrote that question. You know, that's because I wanted to hear the answers from the other people that you were going to mm-hmm. ask this question to, because uh, I'm not sure that I can answer it. Um, for me, I, I you know, it, it's kind of goes back to what I talked about earlier. These things are totems, uh, memories made physical. Um, uh, characters made physical, the figures from literature and film made made physical. That I need these to remember. When if I didn't see them laying around, I'd forget that they exist, and I would forget the lessons that they taught me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that's half. That's the beginning of the answer. Like I don't know why don't why doesn't my dad collect Tarzan action figures? Why aren't there Tarzan and Lone Ranger? action figures getting updated and new releases and like i can't i don't know what happened uh marketing capitalism something i don't even know um and and i think it's because we see this revival right now because the kids who played with those toys in the 80s are the engineers and the designers and the writers and Mm -hmm. the movie makers and uh the cartoon makers they're all they're the fans now getting to make toys that they wish they had. I think that's a component of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But since writing that question, I came across a Facebook post from a friend of mine uh, and, and I might get the wording of this wrong. So bear with me, but it was a hypothetical somebody saying to somebody else, Oh, you mean you don't, you have a healthy relationship with your past and present. So you don't have to, clutter your house with memorabilia 
and I'm I, I kind of like, oh man, I feel seen. Like, is it because <laughs> I don't have a healthy relationship with my childhood or my present day or my work life or my family life that I do this? I think I'm happy. Uh, it feel I, I feel positive. I don't feel like I'm suppressing anything, but like, bam, that just <laughs> hit me. Uh, and so that's something that I'm going to have to think about for a while and and figure out what that is because this this isn't hoarding um i can still walk from here to there and and i do sell a lot of stuff from time to time but um yeah i mean do i have a help do all of those designers artists creators writers showrunners do they have a healthy relationship i don't think it's a healthy relationship with capitalism and consumerism but you know, hopefully they're they're all right. <laughs> hopefully. What is your motivation for purchasing toys to display, play, or fiddle? Uh, I'm a fiddler, I, I think, and and then and but then also, yeah, there is the totem of it. Um, I can I I just picked up a the He Man that came out. Oh gosh, two thousand three, two thousand four, mm-hmm. that weird TV show one and. It's a memory of uh, the the Four Horsemen, the toy designers that yep. pioneered that weird uh, shoulder joint that made for more natural articulation and gave He-Man a giant broad-shouldered look. But like, man, action figures copy that all the time now. So like, I, I get into the engineering of it and I get into the designers of it, and then <laughs> yeah, it's the He-Man from that show. Um, yep. And I'm fiddling with it. <laughs> yes, you are. There you go. Have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself? Uh, every, I about said every day, but all the time. <laughs> um, and and that's the, 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 the joy of having two children um, is that, yeah, you, you do get to have excuses to buy things I wouldn't. And, and uh, it's not even with the action figures so much. It, it, the kids know, like, those are daddy's toys we don't play with those mm-hmm. or they'll occasionally say hey dad can you get that optimus prime down and let me play with it and you know that's where we get down on the floor together and i make sure he doesn't break the arms off <laughs> um uh but but uh, also like i i get to do things like uh let's order that tinker crate from the internet i kind of want to put that together myself and i'm an adult uh, and I could buy it, but it makes it much easier to justify when you can vicariously live through your child buying those p- more pointless sorts of things. Um, mm. But but yeah, and and you know the rescue bots, I can buy those and then say, oh, okay, when he's done playing with those, I'll put those on a shelf because they, they're kind of cool. All right, um, I end up adopting a lot of my son's discarded toys. Uh, <laughs> the uh, um, the Fortress Maximus he bought and the Trypticon, the new figures, he saved up his own money and bought those and now doesn't play with them anymore. So they get to live on this shelf back here. There you go. <laughs> this question is kind of similar to the last one, but have you ever purchased a vintage toy for a child because you thought it would be fun based on your own preferences? Um, I don't buy a lot of vintage figures uh, I, I think mostly for the fact that they, the, the playability is less because mm-hmm. you know the points of articulation or the accessories that they came with or, or just having brittle plastic. Um, so I, I don't think that I have, um, and I've never bought a vintage figure and then like tried to hide that under them. So so I don't think so. Yeah. 
You've mentioned that you do already, so I know that you do. And besides, I already knew that you did anyway. But do you do any <laughs> toy modifications or customs, painting, building, build dioramas, that kind of stuff? Uh, all of the above. Yeah. Um, I, I love I love repairing, and and uh, what what am I the the one of the most striking things or most impressive things that I uh, that that occurred with a a build is somebody bought that um, the masterpiece Megatron from Beast Wars, the purple T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very expensive figure. I think it's a $250 figure. 350 um, I think. Okay, there you go. Yikes. Um, would have wanted it. Never would have bought it on my own. Uh, dude comes across Transformers website selling action figures and says, I, I bought it. I opened it. I tried to transform it, and I broke the leg off. The gear is shattered, and uh, I don't want it. I'm angry at it. $35. And, like, the post was two or three minutes old when I s- happened to scroll by it. And I'm like, bah, bah, bah. I can't get the PM made fast enough. I can't PM <laughs> you. I want that figure right now. And he says, you know, it's broken, right? Yeah, 35 So I $35 the guy, and knowing that he was going to lose his hat on shipping alone, like for the box, everything, he sent everything. Mm-hmm. And I opened it, looked at it, started taking pictures, took the whole waist assembly apart. The gear was in pieces and the mounting for it was in pieces. And so I took the other hip apart, got the gear, made a mold out of uh, two, what is that stuff called? The um, silicone clay that we used to play with in kindergarten made a mold out of that, poured a two-part epoxy to recast, to, to make a duplicate of the gear, and I rebuilt the hip assembly with styrene plastic, fitted the new gear in with the spring and the mechanism that was still good, put my housing over the top of it, and painted it, and uh, he has a ratcheting hip, and he can stand, walk, and transform, and you could barely tell that there was a repair there. It's a little thicker because I used styrene and I wanted to make sure there's enough body, but uh, I now have a $350 Megatron um, and I, that I never would have bought. I never would have been able to afford that ev- ever, and so I'm excited. So somebody needs to find a broken... Uh, uh, Beast Wars Optimus masterpiece figure because I'm not paying for that one either. I'll I'll buy it broken and fix it. <laughs> Mega Beast Wars Megatron MP43 masterpiece it, on BigBadToyStore.com is three hundred nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. I got it for thirty five and the price of a sheet of styrene. There you go. All right. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix them? I I don't know that you can even put that much thought into it deliberately anymore because the adults are going to want the kids' versions as well. There's going to be enough adult collectors that will want the kids' versions uh, as well, like even the there are different lines of Transformers, and there is a kids line of Transformers, um, and yeah, we're we're fighting over those too because they released RC in that line, and it's a really decent RC figure, and then they released a build a figure in the kids line, and so everybody wants to build a figure. It's just, you know, I think we we do need high end action figures like the the 
$100 Masterpiece Optimus Primes. Maybe not the $450 Optimus Primes, but yeah, we're going to need that. And I kind of wish we were even more awesome like Japan is and how they handle their adult collector market. Um, They're a much smaller country with fewer people. Uh, I don't know how they're able to sustain the kind the the, the the manufacturing that they do over there but you know all right uh i'll do with what we can over here uh but uh yeah i don't think you can separate kids from the adults anymore because it's just we're, we're gonna all want all of it true just going back really quick mp32 optimus primal is sold out on bigbadtoystore.com but they list him as 125 dollars which isn't bad for a masterpiece it that one is small yeah which is kind of why i didn't buy it now if that were well it wouldn't be in scale i was gonna say if that were a, a, a foot and a half tall or well mm-hmm. about 12 inches tall like the g1 optimus prime mp thing is that'd be great but it's it's really small i saw it on display at tfcon and was like oh i don't think so mm-hmm. um well i'll find one someday i'll be patient yep i know you don't because you already said you don't but do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story um there, there there's if i thought hard about that i'd probably come across something where they decided to get rid of it um but no i, I had a very understanding mom i think more less understanding and maybe more uh liked to make up for the depressing disappointing things in our lives with Mm. toys and that maybe is also (laughs) the start of an unhealthy relationship with them (laughs) but uh but she understood what how important they were to me and i so i don't think i have too many of those got rid of it thankfully very cool was there Ever a moment when you were done with toys, have you ever considered stopping as a collector or even selling your whole collection? Uh, not the whole collection, uh, and and I think that that is because they're a totem for me. There, there, it'd be so it'd be like selling, not the same as selling my children, but it, there would be an element of that. It would be kind of down that path. The the biggest moment that I had, uh, there were uh, okay two moments that happened with my video game collection and it happened with the the toy or object collection was i i realized that i was starting to buy things not because i wanted them or because they fit the collection but because i didn't have them mm-hmm. and when i realized that that was the motivating factor behind my buying like optimus primes or video game systems and in in cartridges uh that was where the geek sale started was me saying look i all right i have a whole bunch of stuff i need to get rid of and uh, i don't want to sell it all on ebay and i don't want to pay money at a convention so i had a garage sale and i sold uh between that geek sale and finding a dude who wanted to buy everything that was left you know i got rid of 85 percent of my video game collection I just gone and, and, and with a couple of garage sales and that guy and the action figures that I didn't want got trickled out of the geek sale over the past nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, so get rid of it all? No. But <laughs> uh, have have occasional purges where I'm getting rid of those purchases that I regret that I talked about earlier? Uh, yes, all the time. <laughs> I have a box out in the garage right now getting ready for the next geek sale. Wow. I might put Predaking in there. I don't know. 
What is something that does not have a toy of it you'd love to have in toy form? Oh, I'd have to think about that. Um, <laughs> man, I you know I, I you can find a, a Kermit the Frog plush, but it doesn't look right. You can find uh, other Muppets as plushes, but they don't look right. I know there was like a Sesame Street Kickstarter Cookie Monster puppet, legit uh-huh. puppet that you could buy, but even that didn't look right. And and I know that they don't want to do that for reasons. They don't want people buying that and then going and making their own videos yeah, yeah, show yeah. with them. That's the very reason that they don't do that. But I want a Kermit the Frog puppet that looks like Kermit the Frog, um, and I, and that's something that I don't think. They'll ever sell us, but it'll be have to. It'll have to be something that, if I want it, I'm gonna have to build it. Hmm. And that's just that's only that that's just off the cuff answer right there. I'm sure there's something else that I hadn't thought of yet. Right. But what is a toy that you'd love to have scaled up and functional for real people? This question actually comes from the pull bag because I always ask people over there. In mm-hmm. those origins, what is one item from a comic book that you would love to have in real life, like Green Lantern's ring kind of thing? So that's uh-huh. basically what this is. Scaled up. So, but but it, it, would it become the actual object? Yes. Hmm. Um, my my knee jerk reaction to that is a proton pack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Yep. I, I find it odd that this question is at number 37 in a row. How have your spouses, significant others, mates, partners, whatever you want to call them, dealt with your collection? Um, my wife tolerates it when it gets its way up into the living room uh, or, or the dining room table if I'm building something. Um, but... I, I'd have to really ask her, like, I, I, is there any amount of pride <laughs> that she has <laughs> that I feel about the collection? Or is it shame? Um, I know that she she does, she is excited to be able to say things to co-workers. Uh, oh, you, you have this thing that you want to get rid of? My son, or my son, look at, listen to that. Like she, golly, <laughs> that was a nice, was that a Freudian slip? I don't think so. My husband... Uh, does this collecting, you should talk to him if you want to find out how much that's worth, or he knows people at this sale. So there is that kind of pride, but... Uh, I don't necessarily think that was a Freudian slip, considering, you know, Oliver's already buying two things to get the two dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, like father, like son. I think I think the implication was that I just called my wife my mom, which is oh, no, really unhealthy. No, 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 I, no. I, Yeah, that was me vo- doing her voice saying my son. Um, so, uh, I might have to investigate that later and I'm, I'm, I'm sweating now. Uh, that was cause <laughs> damn. Yeah, I know. Right. And um, talk about stuff on the cutting room floor, folks. <clears throat> now nah, you don't have to cut that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Leave that in. Um, yeah. My, uh, and she'd get a kick out of that too. And then she'd actually, she'd be a little disappointed and then she'd think it's funny. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I, I will have to ask her that. I know she tolerates it when it's a mess upstairs, but mm. there there is a little bit of she gets it, she understands it. And I think there is a small part of her that is jealous that she doesn't have the thing. She she cooks. She likes 
good food and and making good food and tasting good food and having good tools in the kitchen. So that is kind of her thing. Um, aside from the domestic nature of that, uh, that that is her hobby. But she uh, she wants she's jealous of of the hobbies that I have. And uh, so. all right, so I'm just gonna ask this because yeah. we're free, we're free flowing at this point. How many cooking shows does she watch? We we don't have streaming cable. We don't have cable TV, right. so we're not doing like the Food Network stuff. We uh, used to watch um, Alton Brown together back in the day, and that's because he's a cooking nerd. Uh, but now our cooking shows are uh, Binging with Babish on YouTube and Sam the Cooking Guy on YouTube. Has Have you guys ever watched um, either Grocery Games or Diners, Dri- Dive, Diners Drive-Ins or Dives with Guy Fieri? We did watch Drivers uh, Dive It. I can't B. say it either. Yeah, Triple we did D, watch Triple go. D. Uh, and we we've gone to a couple of triple D restaurants because we bought that book back in the day. We we that's a when we go on vacation, I hit all the comic stores. She brings that book, and we hit all the the triple D places that get listed. Um, and uh, well, the, the the supermarket sweep type game shows. I don't know if we we would watch that if we had access to one. Uh, but I'm sure she's you, seen it. If you have Netflix, the classic supermarket sweep is still on there, I think. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so the reason why I ask that is because, again, this is me, folks. This is where I am in life now. I am all about that Funko life. There is a Guy Fieri Funko Pop that you could get her so she could feel close to the whole cooking toy collecting thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There uh, – what we have an, an – uh, one of our buddies that we both met at a board game convention is an illustrator who does the usual kinds of con sketches of the superheroes or the celebrities. And uh, she does her own comics that we've given money. Either way, she's really moved up in that world. Um, and one of the things that I have done for Jenny is that I have commissioned drawings of um uh, uh, Alton Brown, Sam the Cooking Guy, and I've built frames for them, and those hang in the kitchen in the in the dining room. They're very cartoony and delightful illustrations of of those characters, of those people drawn as characters. So Ooh. that that's a little bit of a, a cross collectible for for her, I think, as well. Cool, awesome. All right, let's see. Where are we here? We are at. What part of collecting do you struggle with? Um, I I I have too many projects involving the collection. Like I I need to fix that, repair that, paint that model kit. Uh, I need to build the shelf for this. Um, thankfully I'm a teacher and I have summers off, so I do have more freedom than most people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if, if all this stuff was in boxes or piled in a corner, I, then it would be a problem. And I'm, so I'm thankful that I do have the freedom to be able to do those things. But the ADD in me means I have a hard time picking the one thing and prioritizing the things that solve the problems, but I'm getting there. I got time. There you go. What is one positive and one negative memory you have with buying toys? <laughs> there the um i when the first 
Transformers movie came out, there was a Target near me that broke street date on the movie figures. And I found the leader class Optimus Prime, which I was going to buy because it was Optimus. And it's the $50 figure, $45 figure at the time. And I take it up to the cash register. Boop, she beeps it. And it rang up at $19.99. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Can I go get the other one? And I went back and I got the other one with the intent of flipping it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I did the dirtbag thing. And, mm-hmm. and but uh, I think I think fate and, and karma got me because I went home and I put that thing right on eBay. And the street date was like four days from then. And I put the thing I initially listed it as a seven day auction and it didn't sell the first day and it didn't sell the second day. Uh, and I had a buy it now of something. I don't remember what it was. I tried right. to make the money on it and I didn't sell it. And somebody said, nobody's buying it because they're going to get it after the street date. You needed to sell it before the street date and get it into somebody's hands. And so I unlisted it and relisted it as before the street date and ended up not making. Uh, I made the 20 bucks plus shipping on it, but I I was intending you, you, to sell it for like 60 yeah. So that I could get that Optimus Prime for free, essentially, yeah. and uh, and it didn't work out, and uh, that was probably one of the last times. So that's a that's kind of a dirty taste in my mouth memory. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I tried doing that a couple of times with a couple of Funkos, and it didn't really work. So yep, yep. <clears throat> if you could create any toy, what would you want to create? Like, basically, Hasbro or Mattel or whomever gives you the keys to the kingdom. Money is no object. Yikes. Yikes. Um, they probably already made it. I mean, I'm, I'm a, yeah, they probably already made it. Like, I, knee-jerk reaction is an Optimus Prime, but I have one sitting on my desk. <laughs> uh, the second knee-jerk reaction, and maybe it's just because it's where I'm sitting. Um, but I want to—I want a grown-up-sized proton pack. But I'm a crafter; I can build that, and I know that they've released versions of that, or at least third-party people, uh, the the costume crew have—you could buy proton packs. Um, right. I don't have an answer for that right away. I would have to <laughs> really think on that because I—I get into the boardroom or I get into the idea room and say more points of articulation, more paint apps. <laughs> but what they build would be up to them. I do—I do look at it as I'm—I'm I'm giving money or my appreciation to the engineers to those creatives. You know, that just. That, that got me. I want an action figure of the character that I invented way back in high school that lives in my head. Um, so I, I've got that superhero that is uh, uh, the power fantasy for me that I drew into little comics back in the day. Yeah, I want an action figure of him. So you want um, Joe the Hawaiian Shirt Man? <laughs> uh, that's what that's what this dude is when he takes the helmet and the armor off. I want the <laughs> I want the guy in the armor. I, I that I made a I made a Joe Reed action figure in high school. I sculpted a little version of me in clay and I drew a Star Wars Power of the Force uh, ten back uh, thing on cardboard and ripped a bubble off of a figure and put me in the bubble and glued the bubble to that drawing and I have that somewhere. Wow. 
uh, in a little Hawaiian shirt or a plaid shirt and khaki shorts or something. <laughs> what is the one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom? Uh, ha- uh, limit yourself. Um, focus your collection because if you go, it, it's more important to have three very high quality pieces than it is to have 30 crappy quality pieces. So for every Pez dispenser that I bought in the 2000s of Optimus Prime or something like that could have added up to being one good Optimus Prime figure. And I should have done that. Um, but I have right here um, in a binder dad's very own Pokemon uh, trading card game base set. When my son started getting into Pokemon cards, I collected them with him. Just kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, he wanted them and there's one that I need. And I have the gotta catch them all in the bottom corner of this illustration that I did on the cover of this binder like I'm in high mm-hmm. school. And I crossed out catch them all and said, gotta limit myself. <laughs> <laughs> limit yourself and target a particular thing. If that means collecting one version of a character or only the best versions of the lead five characters, that's what you do. Um, Cause otherwise you'll end up with every single figure. And then you just have a problem that you're going to leave for your relatives after you die. <laughs> there you go. What is the advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? Uh, keep your toys and keep them in good condition and don't lose the parts. Um, that's very difficult, I think. Uh, and that's a, that's a topic of another uh, podcast is that I don't think kids play with toys like we did. I think that is pro- that type of play is almost dead because we have the video games now. Uh, I'm a little concerned uh, that, mm-hmm. that that's going that way. But um, I'm so very thankful that I was gentle with my toys. I have very, very few of my childhood toys that I have were ever missing pieces or broken and, you know, how, how good do I feel that I don't have to spend 15 bucks to buy a G1 Optimus Prime Fist uh, right now? Because I didn't lose mine. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, awesome. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of ToyCast. Uh, you have any info for geek stuff that you want to give out? Facebook page, email address, or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yep, let's. Uh, we we are on Facebook.com/slash/GeekStuffGarageSale, all one word. Uh, look to that website for announcements on future dates, on information about becoming a vendor for free, uh, and or just email me and ask questions about stuff. I would love to have uh, some messages come from podcasters uh, or podcast listeners uh, coming to me from there. But we're looking to do a sale. I think first second third week of september sometime uh barring a new variant or something crazy (laughs) there you go all right folks thank you for joining us here on toycast if you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show there are several ways to do so visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can comment on this and all of our other content Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Just put in the subject line toycast and whatever episode number you're responding to. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, the home where our files exist, Spreaker, as well as any other podcast you choose. 
but I prefer you use one of these. Leave the show for you back in iTunes. Please do this. We are back here at ToyCast, and we are trying to do the best podcast that we can. Follow us on Twitter. At GeekCast Radio is the network. Twitter at TFToyCast is the show. I am at TFG and Mike. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCast Radio Network. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Joe Reed. Uh, the, the advice and the feedback on that on that line is going to be that dude talks too much no it's not (laughs) join us next time when we'll be talking more toys here on toycast